Here we go, episode 18 of the Hardline Sports Talk. John Michael Masiri, Michael Merlo with you. Big show today, lots to get to, of course. JM, how are you? Doing good as always. How are you? As always. Oh, yeah. Same shit, different day for me. Thanks always for asking. Good. Exhausted, that's for sure. Just had some wings at Hurricane Grill and Wings. That's hot. They were real. They are, they're probably the best wings. Hurricane Wings takes a crap on beat-ups. On beat-ups, on hooters, on um, what, whatever wing establishment you want to throw at me right now. Okay. That's respectable. I mean, the hooters, the Chipotle honey wings, the hooters are... What what flavor did you get at Hurricane again? Uh, I think the Cyclone or something yes, like that. That's yeah, those was. are good. Those it was are like a yellow good. sauce. Yeah. It's kind of cool. It looked cool. Yeah. They, they, they look better, the ones at uh, Hurricane. You know, speaking of food, we did that whole ballpark food list like a couple weeks ago, and we just went to the Met game yesterday. Oh, yeah, we did. And we definitely, uh, we definitely ate. I'd say that. I'd say that, right? So, so what did we get? So we walked in. We had Shake Shack. Shake Shack. Um, then we got ice cream. Like three innings later. Yeah. And then we got popcorn. I forgot about the ice cream. Yeah. Yes, yeah, the big bucket of popcorn. It says Mets popcorn. It's blue and orange. A massive bucket in my house right now. Oh, you brought it home? Yeah, I threw it in the bag. Right after right. I bought my hat. Oh, you're the same hat you've always had. I have a blue Mets hat, the regular blue Mets hat, and I'm literally wearing it right now, the old one. And I got it like two years ago, and I'm a big hat guy, fitted, fitted only. And I needed a new one. I haven't bought a new one in ten, two years, and this one's just overworn. I thought that's a long time. It though. is for me. I usually, I almost get one every year. Oh, is year. that the old one this you're wearing right now? One. Why are you wearing the old one? Because I was sweating and I was moving around today, so I didn't want to wear the new one. Oh, okay. The new one's gonna be like. A one I wear to a game. If I'm coming over and relaxing, I'll wear that right. one. Okay. Not gonna. Oh, I'm not gonna overdo you it. You really that one. never leave the house without a hat on your head. Now you used to like. Only you know, if I have if I have a haircut, I don't wear the hat unless I'm going to a game. Okay. But if I don't have my haircut, I usually wear a hat, especially when it's baseball season. Fair enough. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's fair. Yeah. Summer so, summertime, you wear the hat. Summertime too. hat. I like myself with a hat. I got short hair, also. I mean, listen, if I go bald, I'm fine. If I start balding, like, I'm fine. Like, you're so used to wearing hats? Yeah, I love wearing hats. I'd wear a hat every day if my hair didn't look so good when I get a haircut. Let's hope you don't go bald Which now soon. I have to cancel my haircut appointment tomorrow. Because I was supposed to go Did you just get one? No, I need a new one two weeks ago. Jesus. I got one two weeks ago. My hair grows kind of fast. But I have to work tomorrow all day now, so. Oh. I can't get Cry. a haircut at 1 o'clock. Cry. I have to I work, know. too. You will. That, that's just the way it goes. Okay, let's start off with some Major League Baseball. The Yankees take two out of three from the Kansas City Royals and won a close game Wednesday night. Tough. Aaron Boone's going to get killed. You can explain the decision oh, to load the bases. With Chapman on the mound, he ends up blowing the save. Would they have a lead? They did have a lead. They did have a lead. It was so four he blew to the save. And then the Yankees did go on to win it in the ninth, right? Yeah, yes. the bottom of the ninth. So they got the job done. So let's start off there. Uh, what is your issue here with Boone? My issue is the intentional walk. I mean, we've seen Chapman in years past. He gets nervous and he gets a little wild in um, big situations with the bases loaded like that. I don't really listen. I understand Carlos Santana is one of their best hitters, but it's still Carlos Santana. Like you're not facing. He's the guy's got like a high 700s OPS. He's nothing special. Um. I understand there was a rookie on deck catcher 
but there's no point in loading up the bases. Now you have to throw strikes, and Chapman is a guy who gets wild. So you saw the way Chapman, he came into the dugout, dugout, fired his glove, was so pissed off. Never really seen him like that. It was, like, really weird to see him like that. Um, he had him and Boone apparently hashed it out. Oh, and, really? Um, yeah, I mean, they weren't screaming at each other, but they had Chapman had a problem with it. And uh, Boone talked about it in his press conference, defended his decision. But Gary Sanchez, you know, really saved them from a really ugly loss. Just And obviously Luke Voigt with the walk-off hit. But Gary Sanchez hitting that game-tying home run. It was it was a weird win. It really was. Like, it, it just... It felt like we stole one, but we had it in the bag the whole game. You know what I mean? Like, it was just... That was a game we should have lost because of that bad decision. But Gary came through. The Yankees had a really terrible loss the night before on Tuesday. And that could have spiraled. And they, they played yes. they played well up until that point where Chapman blew the save. And if they if they lose that game, if if Gary doesn't hit the home run and Voigt doesn't win the game there, we would have been we would have been having a totally different conversation yeah. here today. And it probably would have started off with why is Aaron Boone still manager right. of this uh, team? I mean, that's a series that they probably should have swept. Right. They should have won that first game. Yeah. Uh, they kept shooting themselves in the foot that game. They're over 13 with runners in scoring position. Listen, the bottom line is this team is going to go through ups and downs. They've been going through ups and downs the whole season. Uh, their offense is finally starting to come around. They still need to add pieces if they want to be in you know a World Series contender. But Clint Frazier... I hate to pick on the guy, but he just should not be on a major league roster right now. I mean, he can't field, he can't hit. So what do you have him on the roster right now for? He's got terrible defensive metrics. He had one good stretch um, last year, and that's, Did he win that's a gold the player glove that they make him out last year. He was a Gold Glove candidate. Okay. He's been a solid hitter his career. That's kind of been the thing on him. He's a decent hitter, bad fielder. And now he's not even a decent hitter. He's an awful hitter. Wow. He is a, he's batting 191. He's got an on-base of 314, slugging of 329. That comes out to a 643 yeah. OPS. His OPS plus is 81. Average is 100. So, yeah, he is having it. We're all fans of him. Yeah. I, I mean, them. this team is in desperate need of an outfielder. They need, they need an outfielder, and they need one soon. Now, you would say you need a lefty bat, or do you not care? I don't really care. You prefer a lefty. I prefer a lefty, but if you go out there and get... I mean, Cattell Marte is a switch hitter. That's fine. That's perfect. But if you go and get a righty outfielder, whatever. That's fine. You know, you get like a Starling Marte or somebody. Now, okay, so Gardner is playing the majority of the time it's another center person field, who right? shouldn't be on the field. But yeah, he's playing center field. So, without... In, like, all right, so we're just assuming Hicks is gone for the year. Yes. He is. He is gone. For He's the year. gone for the year. So as of right now, as of two weeks ago, Brett Gardner is your starting center fielder. Uh, I guess so. Yeah. Wow. I mean, they play Judge in center. They play Wade in center once in a while. But yeah, he's probably the starting center fielder. So they need two outfielders. They they could they could really use two outfielders. They could use two outfielders, Maybe. but then you know they put they rotate with Andujar in left field and Gardner and. Frazier, even though, like I said, Gardner and Frazier shouldn't be playing anyways. Exactly. Clint Frazier should be literally sent down to the minor leagues. I don't know how if he has another option yeah, left, about to ask you but option. he should be sent down to the minor leagues. They, maybe they add a guy on the level of Cattell Marte or Stalling Marte, and then they add another almost bench guy that can play the outfield. 
I mean, that kind of makes sense. And uh, I feel like the Yankees and Brian Cashman don't really make, like, traditional moves at the trade deadline. So, I don't know. I feel like they wouldn't get any of those guys, and they trade for, like, an infielder. Like, they, they do stuff like that. They'll trade for an infielder that could possibly play left yeah. field. And, yeah, you know, something like that. Try and move him around, try and get uh, kinky with it here. This team has just been – It's not, it hasn't been managed as a World Series team, and both from the front office and from Aaron Boone. Now – Listen, I think Aaron Boone's job is more in question than Brian Cashman's if, you know, the Yankees don't end up being a, a playoff team at the end of the year. Because my thing with Brian Cashman is, first of all, he's been around forever. He's been great. I've always been a great, a big defender of his. Maybe he hasn't had the best year or two. Um, another thing is, though, people always want to fire people, but who are you going to hire to replace them? You know what I mean? I can't stand the people that will call... For like just and in, in, in literally in anything, whether it's a player being released after he does something wrong, right? It's canceled right. or a manager. It's like you have to fill that position still. Exactly. Don't rush the decision. Listen, there are there are cases where people have to get fired, right? Like Jared Porter has to get fired in that situation. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to think of a man. Uh, Greg Williams needs to get fired for doing cover zero with the Jets. Like yes, that. That's exactly. a fireable thing. Adam Gaze needs to get fired. He showed yeah. you enough. Yeah. He probably should have been fired uh, half a year before then, but right. whatever. Pat Shermer, same thing. You know when guys deserve to get fired. Aaron Boone does not deserve to get fired no. at this point. I don't think right now. I think he's made some shady decisions. Um, especially, listen, thank God they played Gary today for that yeah. day game, or else that would have been big problems. And now the Yankees have two games coming up. Um, well, they have a three-game series against the Red Sox, but they have two night games in a row. And then that day game, which Cole's pitching on Sunday. So, they better have Gary play those first two games. And then you put, you know, day game after a night game, plus Cole's pitching. Then you could put in Higashioka but to that's catch no, But that's normal. You're yeah. not going to have a catcher catch five. Uh, yeah. He's going to catch maybe five days a no. week. So, yeah, that's normal. That's fine. But, yeah. I, I, I'm not a huge fan of Boone. I'm not. But I don't think you fire him because again, you better you better have somebody. Who are you gonna hire? Exactly. exactly. You better have somebody better. And I don't think firing Cashman works either. No, Cashman should not be fired. Cashman needs to reevaluate how he put the team together. Right. There needs. To I be think ma- part and part of it comes from the Steinbrenners. How so? Steinbrenner doesn't want to go over the he didn't want to go over the salary uh, the luxury you think tax. All of their problems right now are based on the fact that they didn't want to go over no, the tax. No. I think a part of it is though. Well, Listen, I think the offense is starting to come back. Luke Voigt's back. He's hitting well. He said it's the first time he's felt healthy the whole season. Gary Sanchez looks like the Gary Sanchez of old. We know how good Judge is. We I know just how good realized. Stanton is. Hold on one second. Judge had a really good year. I mean, a really good day today. Yeah. He dropped his OPS almost 100 yeah. points on this slump that yeah. he just had. Yeah, he that had a bad slump. crazy. He had a really bad slump. How long was that? Um, Probably like about two or three weeks. Two weeks. Oh, look at this here. Dude, that's the way that's the way baseball is right now. I was just talking to someone about this. Baseball players nowadays are so streaky. It's you're you're gonna have guys who have those months where they have a, a thousand OPS and then they have a seven hundred the next month. It just happens. It's the way it is now. His last two weeks, he had one home run, three RBIs, uh, two fifty five, three twenty four, three sixty. Yeah, look at his slugging. Three sixty two slugging. Yeah, that's crazy. he was hitting. He was only hitting singles. That home run might count for today, no? You think that home run it's in the last two weeks is that? Uh, he hit a home run yesterday. Oh, right. Okay. 
So wow. Wait, yeah. did he hit a home run yesterday? I don't think so. Yeah. Let me see. He hit one into the... Was the one into the short porch, was that today? That was today. That was today? Okay, then maybe he did. He didn't hit one yesterday. He went 0 for 5 before strike. Right, okay. Yeah, no, no, good day. Yeah, that's crazy. 100 points because I was looking... You know how I saw Because I screenshotted my first All-Star game ballot, which we want to post updated ones. We'll do that uh, tomorrow. But I'm looking at it. It was like 9-something OPS when I first put them in. And then today when I put them in, it's at 845 OPS. Yeah, like, yeah it's dipped a lot. A lot of guys. You know, a lot of guys are streaky. Like, I was talking to a Mets fan about... um, We were talking about Lindor and how he's been streaky and that's not like him. And then they were saying, oh, well, Alonzo sucks. And I was like, you need to look at... Just look at the two power hitters on the Yankees. Stanton right. and Judge. They're streaky. Everybody's streaky, every, man. Every, more people nowadays are streaky, but especially those big boppers. They're, they are just yeah. streaky. When As soon as... The people who aren't streaky are the cream of the crop superstars. Like, right. you're, uh, like Vlad Guerrero Jr. is not a streaky hitter right now. He's just mashing. Right, like Lindor shouldn't be streaky. That We didn't sign him to a $341 million contract to be a streaky guy. You he, know... I, uh, episode blah, blah, blah of stupid things I saw on my TikTok. Um, I saw one today that there's this new trend on TikTok. It's like percent chance of guys making the Hall of Fame, like MLB players. And they did one for the Mets. And it was like Jacob DeGrom. The guy gave him like a 99% chance to make the Hall of Fame, which I think is like a little, it's I, I, I he's going to be a Hall of Famer, but like 99%, like relax. Um, Francisco Lindor. He gave him an 80% chance wow. of being a, a, a first ballot Hall of Famer. I don't, I don't, 80% chance? I don't know what kind of TikTok you're on. Holy crap, I really man. don't know what nah, kind of TikTok you're like, on. It's got to be like, you know, seven-year-olds that run these accounts. You're just on idiot TikTok. Yeah. I'm on, like, the meme TikTok and, you know, the girls in bikinis TikTok. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That, that's that's what the algorithm put in for me on right. TikTok. Yeah. That's that's uh, that's interesting. Eighty percent for uh, Francisco Lindor. Listen, before we talk about the Mets, you brought up the All Star game. We need we need to talk Let's about talk. these jerseys. Yeah, this is first of all. I am not a big fan of this whole thing that they're wearing them during the game now. Like I always loved that part about the MLB All Star game where everybody was in their own uniform. It just look it's like just like aesthetically pleasing to see. Yeah, I love seeing that. It, it, it gives me like Field of Dreams vibes. You know what I mean? Like it, it looks like it looks like that. It just looks like it really adds that all star element where you're like, wow, all these guys are from different teams representing their team and they're playing on one field together. Now they have these stupid freaking all star jerseys that look like a six year old designed them and they're not even like they look like uh they don't even look like real baseball jerseys. They're it's they're not a real they're they're like jersey. they're like polo shirts. They're, it's like a two button polo shirt. I, what is this on the last part of the sleeve? I don't it looks know. like camo. I don't know. You have an American flag. I'm fine. You got the lettering. The lettering for the whatever your team abbreviation is in red. Did they not change? Okay, so the All Star game, as we know, was supposed to be in Atlanta, and for you know political reasons, it got moved to Colorado and obviously the Rockies colors are black and purple and you know a little white right these jerseys look like they haven't have changed them since Atlanta yeah it's, they, it's blue and uh, red all and they white. did was change the hat the hat apparently like look at the Yankee hat here but doesn't, why is the Yankee doesn't logo the Yankee red hat, doesn't the Yankee hat look like black to you yeah it's navy blue 
But why is the logo red? It, I don't know. That should have been white or your team's color, whatever it was, because the purple looks nice on the hat. Are they going for, like, a patriotic look? Is that what they're doing? Well, I don't think so, considering what they did. I, I don't know. Yeah, you got, I mean, you got the American flag on the, the side of the jersey. It's terrible. I mean, like, what do they do right at this point? They don't do many you things. Got, you know, after every inning now, these guys are getting stopped and frisked to see if they have any foreign substances. Uh, managers could just say, hey, check this guy. Joe Girardi's a clown. Joe Girardi's a straight clown. I really can't stand that guy now. Like, you know, when he when he got fired from the Yankees, I, I still have, like, a soft spot for him. He won a World Series with them, blah, blah, blah. I can't stand the guy now. He checks Max Scherzer three times. He Then he starts screaming at him like a lunatic. Like he's gonna like fight fight him and do something. Do something, Joe Girardi. I wanna see you get in a fight, please. Wow. Strong words, Joe Girardi, who I wish was my manager. Why do you wish he was your manager? Joe Girardi, the guy who brought who just brought in David Hale and gave up a grand slam to uh Josh Bell. Okay, it's, it's not Joe Girardi's fault his team is terrible. He's bringing in David Hale in, in uh High leverage situations. It's not Joe Girardi's fault that David, David Hale, Hale is, is David in, Hale their setup man. No, it's not his fault that David Hale is in the bullpen in general. He's terrible. Then why why is it that uh, Gabe Kapler went to the Giants and now they're doing better? The Phillies suck. The Phillies are a poorly run organization. Yeah, but he can't. He it's not like he's getting the best out of his players. No, you're right. He's not. Gabe he's Kapler in the worst division in baseball right now, and he's literally they're they're a 500 team at best. They're 34 and 37. They're coming to New York this weekend. Oh, yeah. You want to segue right in there? Sure. Actually, hold on. I just want to say one more thing about the MLB All Star Game jerseys. I really hope that they look at this fan feedback because it's been terrible. It's been absolutely god awful. They've been getting flamed all day for it. I really hope they do something. I really hope they make a change here. Because it's tough to see. You made you think, oh, you mean you want them to change the jerseys before the game? Or There's just, no way they do that. Or just say, you know what, we're going to wear your jerseys, your regular jerseys. I hope they do that. That That's what I'm hoping Wear them for. during the home run derby. Wear them as much as you want during the home run golf, derby. Yeah, and sell them as much as you want. Yeah. I didn't even realize. You know, I'm so stupid because I love the All-Star game, and I love the home run derby. I love what – I really do. I think the home run derby is great. I think – the All-Star Game, I always watch it. I just didn't realize they didn't wear those jerseys. I, they did re- wear their, their own jerseys. Didn't realize it? I didn't realize that. They wear their that. own jerseys, but I think they wear the, the All-Star Game hats. Yes, right? they always Jersey. wear the nice yeah. hats because I always get that Met hat. I'm not getting this one, clearly, because it's not very yeah. nice. I've never bought an All-Star jersey either. No, I've never bought an All-Star jersey. I won't. Spe- I only have like one or two Mets jerseys. Regular. Really? I only get I don't get the ones from oh, China. Oh, you don't get the fake ones? No, I don't get the fake ones. So, you know, money doesn't grow on trees here. <laughs> Sorry about That's that. True. So, anyway, let's go to the Mets. The Phillies are coming to town, as we were just talking to them about them. They're coming to town for four. They're going to play a doubleheader tomorrow, Friday. Tywon Walker and David Peterson are going to go. Jacob DeGrom is going to pitch on Saturday. And Jared Eikhoff will be on the mound on Sunday afternoon. I will be in attendance. Very excited. Love me some Jared Eikhoff. He pitched very well on uh, was that Monday night, four scoreless against the Braves. Well, you're going Saturday or Sunday? Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. afternoon. Yeah, I know. Imagine if I call Jacob DeGrom again. <laughs> oh, my seen God. seen DeGrom like four or five times now. Yeah, I need, I need to see another pitcher. Well, who do we see? Oh, we saw Trevor Ty- Mag- Tyler, Tyler McGill. McGill. First major league start yesterday. 
He went four and two thirds, two runs. He wasn't bad. No, he wasn't bad at all. Pretty good. And we were we were at the Real game. Real ace off. Yeah, Kyle Wright. Rough BP. Rough day for Kyle Wright in the uh, the Braves bullpen. Yeah. But uh, uh, what's his face? Lindor woke up a little bit. Had three RBIs and a two run shot. And Michael Conforto came back. He had two hits, including a double. Jeff McNeil had three hits, and Brandon Nimmo back on Monday. Look at That's Brandon Nimmo coming back. That's what's on. And speaking of uniforms, there's a lot of rumors about the black jerseys coming back, possibly tomorrow. I thought they can't do it yet. I listen. Steve Cohen keeps teasing it, so I'll show you all the tweets from today. He's got to get off Twitter, man. Steve Cohen tweets today. He says. All I know is we are one day closer to the black jerseys. Okay? Oh, that's not doing it tomorrow. No, look. And then his daughter tweeted something out saying, um, I can't wait for these black jerseys. And then Kevin Pillar tweeted awesome to you know Steve Cohen's tweet. Thomas Nito. Tomas Nito is one of the greatest Twitter accounts ever. Oh, yeah. I'll make sure to follow him. You should really go. Fo- I think we fo- the Hardline Sports Talk Twitter account follows him. Oh, well, I wasn't the one who followed him. That's all. We you... also follow Marcus Stroman because I'm blocked on mine. Oh, so you're like you got like a burner account so you could you could see him? No, I'm not not a burner account to like. Well, he doesn't know that's you. Exactly. I'm, no, I mean I'm not like writing at him on our hardline sports talk Twitter account. But you know if he tweets something like cool. Yeah, I'm saying you want to see what he's saying though. Exactly. You can't see what he's saying on your other account. Exactly. Tomas Nito tweeted out a picture of a little baby screaming yes. So. I think they're back. They're not back. How nice would that be? They might be back down the road. They're not coming back tomorrow. Steve Cohen said in an interview on Sunday that he doesn't know. He he literally doesn't know what's happening. So the fact that he said something. All right, so I'll read you what he said on Sunday. I'm saying, yeah, they could come back this season, but they're not going to come back tomorrow. We know they're coming back this season. This was Steve Cohen on Sunday on the black jerseys. I'm not sure what's going on with that. We'd like them to come back, but it's complicated. It involves the league. As soon as we can, we will. So that's Sunday, him not knowing anything. And now he's just tweeting on a random Thursday when the Mets start a homestand on a Friday night, a doubleheader against their division rival Philadelphia Phillies. Jacob DeGrom will be on the mound this weekend. You think he's teasing it for no reason? Tomorrow's maybe, Friday night. Maybe he, got more, night. maybe he just got more information that they'll be, uh, they'll be coming back sooner. I hope you know Steve Hall, he likes to he likes to play around on Twitter. I think it's seventy five percent they're not back and twenty five percent they are back. I think there's a higher sure. chance that they are back. Sure. I'll I'll agree with those odds, I guess. Don LaGreca was good. Let me let me hear your take on this. I think you like the black jersey. So Don LaGreca I do like the black jersey. on the Michael K show was flipping out saying that, you know, he doesn't like it. It has nothing to do with the Mets. He says it was a Will Pond money grab in the nineties to just have another jersey so they could sell another jersey. And it has nothing to do with the history of the Mets or the history of why the Mets colors are blue and orange. Now, how do you feel about this? Because, again, they took the New York Giants orange and they took the Brooklyn Dodger blue and the Mets replaced both of those teams. So, they took the colors. Right. I'm fine with them having a black jersey. Donald oh Trump is flipping out thinking this is going to be their new main jersey. They're oh going to wear it a handful of times a it's month. It's an alternate jersey, exactly. man. People come, with alter- come up with alternate jerseys all the time. The Jets have black jerseys, uh, alternates. They never had black alternate jerseys before. Yeah, it's so stupid. You got the Braves are wearing, uh, which we'll call it, those throwback jerseys, which are beautiful. I don't know if you know the ones I'm talking about. The ones yeah, that. Yeah, oh my God. The blue with like the, the white and red on the, the shoulders. Are, it's mostly white, though. Yeah. 
Well, no, they have. The, I'm talking no. about the royal blue one. No, the, with the white are, lettering. These are nicer, John. I'm gonna pull up the ones that are nicer. Oh, the, with the, with the Braves like and script across yes. the chest. The ones yeah, that no. Hank the, I love the Braves jerseys. Um, the, I have to say, they do have a top five jersey. I hate them, but they have a top five. But jersey. yeah, I think Don LaGuardia is overreacting. I mean, you have the Blue Jays are coming up with powder blue uniform. All these teams, the Rangers came up with powder blue uniforms. Like, they, it's just. It's what Pe- that's what now. people like. People like a little. These. Yeah, those are beautiful. These oh, are, you know what? Those are the ones I was talking about. I was describing the them wrong. These are probably the best throwback unis. Yeah, in, I love that in, hat too. I love the hat. I wish I could buy this. Yeah, that that is really nice. Oh, this is Marcelo Zuna. Oh boy. Um, but yeah, like alternate jerseys. It, it, it's a new. It's the way things are now. I, I, people like seeing fresh new jerseys, and they'll gladly buy. Who cares if it's a cash grab? You know what I don't Sports like, Sports are a cash grab. No, you know what I don't like? Listen, the Mets will have four jerseys now with this, okay? The Yankees have how many jerseys? Two jerseys, right? Two jerseys. Yeah. That's it. I don't like the team, like the Diamondbacks. They've had all these new jerseys. Oh, well, yeah. They have that city jersey now, and they all look disgusting. Right. Like, that I don't like. But the Mets have, I think they're white with the blue pinstripes. Or, uh, under, they're, I think they're an underrated jersey. They're one of the nicest jerseys in baseball. Then you've got the blue. I love the blue. I have the blue. Like, they have a really so, nice... I don't know. Uniform. Something about that blue, I don't like the number. I don't like the silver number. I'm not a huge fan of the silver either, but I like the ones that they wear at home with the orange number with the white outline. You know, this would have been a great time for us to do a list about, like, the top jerseys, jerseys in sports, uh, in baseball. You want to do it right now? I have it on the top of my head. Okay. Yeah. All right. Who has the nicest jersey in baseball? Okay. You're not going to like my number five. I, I think the Yankees are five. Okay. Because it's kind of it's kind of plaid. Like, obviously, the, it's a okay, classic the, the Yan- jersey, yeah. and it's the most popular I think, jersey I think in all the Yankees, sports. I think just from a visual standpoint, like, take out all the history and the classic part about it, I think their Rhodes one, road ones are not on the same level as their home ones. I think the Yankees' home pinstripe one is, like, beautiful. It's very nice. It's five. Then number four. What are you doing? Are you doing individual jerseys? Are you doing the home, road, everything together? That's what we should do. All right, you know what? We'll save this list for next time. No, come on. Come on. All right, just tell me who's got the nicest jersey in baseball. Okay. um, The Dodger blue. Hmm. Okay. I I disagree. I think it's... I think... Actually, no. Uniform. I think the Cardinals Cardinals. uniform is dynamite. Cardinals... I also will say, I think the Red Sox... Jerseys are not. I don't. Th- I don't love their road ones, but I think the hat is really nice. The Red Sox. It's a classic, and I think their home jerseys. You know nice. whose jerseys I really like? Oh. The Giants. Yeah, Giants are nice. It's, it's all like, the, all the old school good teams. They always have the best jerseys in baseball. Yeah. You have the you know the Marlins have this new color scheme and you know who whoever comes out with new stuff, but it's always going to be the uh, the Cubs have a nice the classic jersey. teams. The Cubs do. I will say the Kansas City Royals. I love that jersey. Oh yeah, I like that blue. That blue, I think we spoke about this. That blue is like my favorite color. Royal blue, yeah. yeah the royal blue is my favorite. Did we color. talk about the Mets? We did. Uh, a little bit. They need a, they need a nice weekend here. They need to go uh, three out of four against. What the they Bills. take? Uh, they split. They split with the um, two and two. They split with the Braves. They lost three out of four to Washington. Come out of come out of here th- uh, three out of four, feeling good. Go six and six on this really tough stretch where you got guys back, but you had guys go back on the IL. Right. And you know, obviously dealing with a lot of doubleheaders and one day off in between. You know that's not easy. So if you can come out with six and six here, I'll, I'll be happy. 
I'll be very happy um, with that. The Arizona Diamondbacks, if anyone was concerned, are still in their losing ways. I believe they are now three and thirty-three in their last uh, thirty-six games. Wow, that's good. Uh, yeah, they got a negative. They're actually they don't have the worst run differential in baseball. The Baltimore Orioles do, but they have a negative one hundred nine run differential, and they're twenty-eight games out of first place. Do you see Astros? The Astros are yeah, they're like the best team in baseball right now. Do you see their run differential? Yeah. It's plus 135. Yeah. It's the best in baseball, and it's really not that close. Is it close? The next best is the Giants with 101. Plus 101 run differential. Yeah, that's a crazy run differential. They are very, very good. And they're winning right now. They're winning big right now. Let's see the score here. I, uh, think, I think the Astros, they're still contenders, obviously. They're, they're going to be World Series contenders. They have a talented roster. Um, I think now they have a chip on their shoulders. They have a obviously. lot of they have a lot of pitching. They do have a lot of Valdez pitching. Valdez came back. They didn't know when he would come back. They signed Odorizzi just in case. And Odorizzi hasn't really been that good, but they have guys like that that kid Gar- what's his name? Garcia? Yeah. They, Luis Garcia, they, whatever they, his name yeah, is. They might they might be the top threat in the AL. They might be right now. I really do. Because the, the Cubs cooled off I mean the Cubs. The White Sox cooled off. They've dealt with a lot of injury though, the White Sox. They've had a ton of injuries. Tampa cooled off. The Red Sox, obviously. Tampa just beat the Red Sox. They yeah, regained they first back. place. Yeah. What the hell happened? They had no hitter. One nothing. They walked it off. Didn't Nick Pavetta have a no hitter? Oh, the Boston never scored. They had a no hitter. Uh, Nick Pavetta had a no hitter. Uh, they took him out. I was watching the game actually. They took him out with uh, mm-hmm. two outs in the seventh. His pitch count was getting up. It, it really, you know, in an, I get it. In an important yeah. game like that, you're not going to try and go for the no-hitter and, you know, throw, make not. a guy throw 130 pitches, especially if it first place is on the line. Um, but, no, Tampa walked it off on a wild pitch. That happened in one college last night, too. In the College World Series. I forget what team. Vandy won on it. I forget yeah. who they were playing. Yeah, so look at this. The big series for uh, the Yankees this week. Yeah, definitely. They big can yeah, they can gain some big ground on uh, not only Boston but in the division. Take two out of three here in Boston. You yeah. got Cole on the mound Sunday. You got to feel good about that. Is that Sunday night baseball? That is Sunday night. Uh no, it's not actually. The I think the Yankees are Sunday night baseball for the Fourth of July, but for some reason ESPN didn't mess. pick up Sunday night. Yes, you got some mess. Are we going? Um, I think so. That Saturday game, or oh no, not Friday. the Saturday. The Going Friday game. Friday. Okay, relax. I have to see with work. You tell her you're done. Tell her no. No. Right. Tell her no. Figure it out. All right, we're gonna take a quick break here. We're gonna do a list, uh, not a list, a which you would rather players edition again. I, I thought that was a lot of fun last week. Yes. So when we come back, we're going to get to that. The S&E Podcast Channel, the perfect channel for any style of podcast. We have all different pop culture style podcasts for all of your listening needs. If you would like to start a podcast, you can reach us at sndpodcast at gmail.com. We are always looking for new podcasts to add to our channel, and the topic could be anything you want. So contact us now. Episode 18 of the Hardline Sports Talk. We are back. John Michael Masiri, Michael Merlo here with you. We are now, we are... Now ready to do our segment, which is Would You Rather Player Edition. We've got players from the NBA, the NFL, and Major League Baseball. You want to start or you want me to start? I'll do the honors. All right, what are you starting with? All right, we're going to we're we're gonna start off with some basketball. Okay. Um, one of these guys is actually on the TV screen right now. Oh, I'm going to do Devin Booker 
or Trey Young? No, you are you serious? Why did you do the same? I exact have the thing? same exact one, and I didn't look at your computer. Great minds think alike. Are you kidding? Good thing, good thing I went first. Yeah, really. All right. Um, I'm gonna take Trey Young. Really? Yeah. Trey Young plays point guard, so I'd say that's a more you know premier position. He's a better facilitator, obviously. He, I think, is a better three-point shooter. And he is almost unguardable at times. I love Devin Booker. I really do. This is nothing against Devin Booker because I think he's going to be an all-star caliber player every year for the rest of his career. But I'm just going to say Young just because he has some. He has a couple other ways that he can score. When he gets into when he gets into the paint and he, you know, he can either shoot a floater, and it's you know almost good every time, or he draws so much attention that he kicks it out for right. a three. Okay. He's just so good at what he does. So I'm going to say Trey Young. So again, that was mine. So who do you got? I'm going Booker. Okay. I'm actually going to go with Devin Booker. I mean, obviously this was close. I picked this and you did the same thing because it's a close call. But um, I'm going to go with Booker. I think he's a little bit better of a pure scorer. Um, I think he could obviously go on these scoring rampages. I mean, we've seen the guy drop 70 points in a game before. And, um, yeah, I think he just – I think he fits today's NBA a little bit better than Trey Young does in terms of his play style. I got a soft spot for Trey Young. I loved yeah. Trey Young out of college. I really did. I, I hated Trey Young I out of college. I really did. I know you did. I thought a he lot was going to be a bust. Did. A lot of people thought he would be a bust. I was one of, one of the few out of our friend group that really liked him. All right, so I'm going to go next. This one is NFL – Mine are two quarterbacks, young guys. I got Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson. Oof. You know I love me some Lamar Jackson. I know. That's, why, that's really why I gave you the question. You know um, my answer. I'm going to go with Josh Allen. I really do want to go with Lamar, but again, talking about today's NFL, you need to be able to have a strong arm, You know, make uh, plays with your feet, throw on the run. Josh Allen checks all the boxes. And obviously we know how good Lamar is with his feet, but I think the arm talent is just a little better with Josh Allen. Uh, I also think if this was like projecting long into their careers, I would again take Josh Allen because I think he has a longer shelf life than Lamar Jackson is going to have just because Lamar runs so much and you know that puts a toll on your body. We saw what happened to Cam Newton. So I'm going to go with Josh Allen, but... Still love me some Lamar. I think the Ravens have done a crappy job with putting good receivers around Lamar. Uh, and I think he gets a bad rap pa- as, for, as a passer for some reason when he he's not just a runner. He is a good passer. But, again, we I'm going to pick Josh Allen. And Josh Allen can run too, man. He's, he's hard to bring down. That's what I was about to say. I'm going Allen too. He can run. He's a big, tough, strong guy, and he's fast. Right. And I think you nailed it right on the head where – Lamar uses his feet way too much, and we know, you know, just running backs, just using it as an example, their primes aren't that long. Right. And Lamar hasn't, thank God, had a bad injury yet, but with the way he runs, it's almost inevitable. Very true. Unfortunately. So, All I right. don't think his career is going to be as long. So, you're a MLB GM this offseason, right? And you have a vacancy at shortstop. And you're looking at the free agent market. Which one of these guys are you giving a contract? Okay, Corey Seager or Trevor Story? I'm gonna go with Corey Seager. 
I really like Corey Seager, left-handed bat. Um, he's a winner. He's been on really good teams. He's won a World Series. I liked his defense. Story's a great defender, too. But I, I, I'm just... I'm more of a fan of Corey Seager. And the Coors thing does isn't driving my decision, like, all the way. But it's in the back of my mind, you know, playing in Coors Field, obviously. And Story was off to a pretty tough... Um, not a tough start, but not a great start before he got... And he's hurt right now. So is Seager. But I'm, I'm going to pay Corey Seager before I pay Trevor Story. Um, I'm going to go with Trevor Story. Uh, I defended this guy a lot. I really like him. He's a five-tool player. He can run, you know, all the, all the five tools. Um, he's got good power, especially for a shortstop, definitely. Now, the course field thing, you do want to consider that, but... I think you're, you're a good hitter. You're a good hitter. We're seeing it with Nolan Arenado. He's having a good year for the Cardinals right now. Uh, and Trevor Story is a great defender. Like I said, great all-around five-tool player. Uh, top three shortstop in baseball, in my opinion. No question. I'm going to go. I would sign Trevor Story. All right. So I my next one is does involve Trevor Story. So, and this is also compared to another free agent this upcoming season. So if you're a general manager, who are you giving the big contract to this offseason, Chris Bryant or Trevor Story? Ooh, that's a good one. Oof. Um, I think I'm again going to go with Trevor Story just because he's at a more premium position. And, I mean, they're both similar in age. I think Story has been a little more consistent than Bryant has in his career. We know Bryant hasn't been that consistent lately. Yeah, I think I think Story just gives me more, uh, especially at the shortstop position. Like I said, it's no disrespect to Chris Bryant. I think he's a great player and he's going to get paid somewhere and he deserves to. But going to stick with my boy Trevor Story here. I've given Chris Bryant a lot of hate in the past, and this season he's cooled off. Don't get me wrong, but he's still having a really good year and he's going to get paid. I'm going to agree with you, actually. And I'm going to say Trevor Story. One, because his defense at short is, is very good. He can steal bags. And like you said, he's been more consistent. Bryant came into the league. He, he went crazy. Uh, 29 home runs, 99 RBIs. He won Rookie of the Year. And then he had the MVP season where he had 39 home runs and 102 RBIs. And after that, nothing crazy. The next year was good. He was hurt a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm going story. He's just more consistent. He's giving you more production when healthy. And I think he's younger. I think he's a little younger. No, I think they're about the same age. I think story's 28. And I think Brian's like about the same thing. Brian's 29. Oh, yeah, you're right. Story's 28. Okay. Why did I think story was younger? I don't know. Uh, he came up a little late. He did. And Bryant was up early. All right. This is my last one. We're going with baseball again. Okay. This is, I'm going to say, over the next three years, okay? Okay, three years. This might sound like a crazy question, but I want you to think about it. Would you rather have Shohei Otani or Mike Trout? Wow. Wow, that... 
that that's a good one. You're gonna be surprised with my answer. Okay, what is it? I'm gonna take Shohei. And the, this is no disrespect again, because Mike Trout's the best player in baseball when healthy, right? I think that's yeah, pretty. That's not a crazy statement. Yeah. Even better than my boy Jacob, but Shohei for the Shohei's 24 years old, right? And we're kind of starting to see Mike Trout with the injuries here. Right. Injuries are piling up here. He's been out since May, and he's not coming back for a little bit longer. And it happened the year before. It's he's had injuries in the past, and Shohei can pitch. He's a great pitcher. And he's hitting 23 home runs. He's tied for the league leader. He's, he's in second now. It's unbelievable what this guy's doing. So for the next, I don't know if it's sustainable what he's doing right now for 10 or 15 years, but for the next three, I'm taking Shohei. I am agreeing with you. Wow. I am also going to go with Shohei Otani. Like you said, no disrespect to Mike Trout. Mike Trout is the best baseball player I've ever seen in my life. But like you said, Otani's 24 years old. We, we, we would think he was is going to keep progressing, you know. He's going to keep getting better. And you're telling me I can get a guy who's going to be the ace of my rotation and then is going to bat third in my lineup and hit, you know, around 40 home runs if he does that over a season? Paul George said half-court shot to end the third quarter. Look at Pandemic P. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, Otani's – I think he's the MVP right now in the AL. The war, has to be. The war numbers he's going to put up is just insane. And he's doing something that we've never seen before. We have never seen a two-way player in baseball – not, let alone be this good, but just a two-way player in general, we don't see it very often. Um, but the fact that he's excellent at both is incredible. I mean, the guy's tie, he's got 23 home runs, like you said. He's second in the MLB and then home runs, and he's got a 270 RA. Right now, he is 20, he's 26. I thought he was 24. He's 26 years old. He's 26? 26. So he's on. Still, 26 years old. He's, Your prime is 28 to 31 years old. He's arbitration eligible until 2023. He's a free agent in 2024. Let's say, screw that. He's a free agent this offseason. How much does he get paid? Jesus. Um, I think he breaks the record. I think he gets like a 10-year, like $400 million contract. I, Trout has a record. It's 420. Yeah, but I'm saying in terms of average annual value plus... You think he's getting like $40 million Yeah, year? I think he's getting $40 million Wow, year. that's unbelievable. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I mean, it's not crazy. He's going to be 27, actually. He's going to be 27 years old in a few days. His birthday's coming up, July 5th. He's uh, he's aging quick, Shohei. That's unbelievable how good he is. All right, so what do you, you want to you go with the Islanders here? Let's, Let's go with the Islanders. Let's talk some Islanders hockey here. The oh, I- so you're just you're just gonna because I took your one. You're only doing two today. What do you mean? Would you rather's? Because I took your trade. Well, we one. B- we both. All right. We yeah, that's both fine. No, that's spoke fine. I about just... it. I you took mine. What 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 do you want me to? You come snooze, up you with lose. One? You want me to come up with one right now? It took me ten years to come up with that yeah, one. Yeah, that is true. I'm not gonna put you on the spot. Actually, I do have one. Okay, go. Next three years. It took you that quick to do that. No, I had this one. This was like my backup one. I should have just said it. You're right. Oh. Devin Booker or Damian Lillard next three years? Um, oof. How old's Dame? I mean, he's up it there. Doesn't really matter. It's not like he's going to fall off anytime No, he's not soon. falling off, but. 
Give me Dame. I'm taking Dame Lillard. I mean, top 10 player in the NBA. Clutch. He's been good for forever, it seems like. And hopefully he wins something soon, man. I hate to see him rot in Portland. He's 30 years old. He's one of the best scorers in basketball. Nobody knows about it. He scored 30 last season. I mean, 28 28 points a game the season passed. 30 before then. 25, 27, 27, 25. Since he came into the league, he's just been... He's been lights uh, out. Yeah, so I'm going. Yeah, I, I'm going Dame two over Booker again. Nothing against Booker. Right. I loved. I'm actually a huge fan of Devin Booker. Right. But I'm taking Dame for the next three years. All right. Now, now let's get into some Islanders hockey. Huge game six victory at the Coliseum. They win three two in overtime. Um, there's a there's a lot to get. There's a lot to talk about. Could have been the last game potentially in the barn. Still might be. Yeah. The last game. In the bar, but they force a game seven. They will be in Tampa Friday night, and they had one game one in Tampa, but they haven't won in Tampa since that first game. I couldn't believe this when I saw this. The island, so between the end of game four, all of game five, and the beginning of game six, they were being outscored twelve to nothing. Tampa Bay had scored twelve straight goals on that. That's crazy, and Tampa Bay before. Last night they were eleven and one when scoring first. Yeah. In the postseason, they scored the first two goals. Islander fans must have just thought watching that game, this game's over. I mean, it really is incredible the way they they came back and won that game, I, I, especially after losing eight nothing and getting absolutely embarrassed in Game Five. It just shows how much heart this team has and how good of a team they are and how they can rally. Uh, rally the troops and feed off the fans and everything. Uh, really impressive win. And that goes to great coaching. I mean, Barry Trotz is a great coach. Um, and we'll see. Listen, it's going to be tough. Obviously, they're not favored going into Tampa for Game 7. But we'll see what happens, man. Anything can happen with this team. They've been counted out so many times. They said they were going to lose to Pittsburgh. Then they said they were going to lose to Boston. And then they said this series would go four or five games. Right. And yet... It is Game 7. I'm kind of... Who's going to be the hero? Somebody's got to be the hero Game 7. I've kind of... I've said this before. I'm a casual hockey fan. I don't watch a lot of games. I watch a lot of the playoffs. And it's kind of easy to tell that Tampa Bay is much better. Oh, yeah. Than anybody they've played better than the Islanders. And the fact that they are in Game 7 with this team, man, is I mean, just unbelievable. As, as a team all around, they... they... They look unstoppable offensively, and then you would think, all right, well, they can't be that good defensively, and they're a great team defensively, their too, and they have a good goalie. Their goalie's great. Kucherov might not play. He, yeah, he, he got, got hurt. hurt, and they were up 2 nothing, and then the Islanders were able to score a couple, score three, technically, right. and win that game. So, hopefully, for the Islanders' sake, he's not back. But so Now, I think the Islanders... has, has there been a final yet? With Montreal and Las Vegas? Oh, well, let me see right here. I've been following a little bit. It was 2-2 with... Oh, they're in overtime. They are in overtime. Okay. They're in overtime. Let's see if I refresh this, if anything happens. Oh, the Canadians have beaten the wow, Golden Knights. Wow, they're going to the Cup. And they're going to the Stanley Cup Finals. This is a big upset. The Canadians were not even supposed to win their no. first-round matchup. That is incredible. Listen, great goalie. That's what happens. Yeah. Carey Price, man. I wouldn't want to run to them. No. That's for sure. So the Canadians are in. The winner of tomorrow night's game, Friday night's game, will play the Canadians. And the winner of this, the winner of the East will have the home ice advantage. Right. 
because the Canadians are, you know, their record's not very good. You can't and imagine. We'll you can't imagine that the NHL wanted that. Uh, wanted no, to they see, def- like, Islanders, Canadians. They definitely don't want that. And I, I, I what's the deal with fans in Canada? That still, sucks. It's still, it, yeah, it's still it's like not full capacity people. at all. That sucks, man. That really is. I, I wanted Vegas. To, I really wanted Vegas to win. Maybe uh, we would fly uh, down uh, there, uh, go catch a game, yeah. spend the weekend, um, do a show from there. That'd be cool. Um, I still, I don't know. I like the underdog story though from Montreal. I can't believe. I just, I just watched the goal. I want to watch it with sound later. That is unbelievable in overtime. That's great. Good. That for place them. would be going nuts if it was at full capacity. I know how many. Ooh, let me see if I can. Speaking see. of places going nuts, the uh, the barn in the game in game six. They were going freaking crazy. They're throwing Rocking. beer, beer uh, bottle, beer cans yeah, onto, that the, was onto ca- the ice. Yeah, that was crappy. Yeah. They shouldn't have done that. That's uh, that's not classic. Reminded me of the Blue Jays fans, which I crapped on them a lot. Not not did. good. Yeah, not good when they threw the sh- shit on the field after. Uh, who was that? Oh, that was a Ranger game. Ed Batista yeah, hit the Batista home run. Batista hit the home run. Miss, miss me some Jose Batista. Anyway. So the Canadians win that I series. Don't. They are going to the Stanley Cup final again. They will play the winner of the Islanders and the Tampa Bay Lightning on Friday night. Can't wait for that. Watch party at JM's house. Cannot wait. <laughs> Absolutely can't. Outdoor TV, outdoor couches. We're good. Dinner on JM. It's all going to be really good. Why is the mic falling? What would you do? I don't know. We're getting a new mic. We're getting another mic. Two mics. As um, long as the computer can take yeah. it. I'd say the key for the Islanders this game is... Take the pressure off Varlamov, man. I mean, he was getting they, – they pulled him in game five, but no goalie's going to stop the way uh, Tampa was playing on the attack on offense. I mean, you got to you gotta take the pressure off of Varlamov. Stay out of the penalty box, obviously. Um, and we'll see what happens, man. The, Islanders, the shots on goal. The Islanders had opportunities early in this game. I was kind of watching a little recap, and they didn't – Execute. They didn't, you know, what what right. word am I looking for right now? What? What do you mean? Oh, like uh, capitalize. Cap- on that's the- exactly what I was looking for. Capitalize. I couldn't capitalize on some opportunities. They had a five on three at one point. Didn't right. score. Yeah, you so, got you got to capitalize on that. Yeah. So hopefully, again, we're all pulling for the Islanders. Watch party at JM's. Let's get to some basketball. You want to start? Let's start with the. Let's the talk East. about what. We're, no, let's talk about. No, start with the East because maybe right. this game will be over by uh, the time we're done. Ten minutes East. left. Well, maybe the game will be like clinched. Okay. It looks right. like it might be. Yeah. All right, so let's go. Hawks, Bucks. Hawks beat the Bucks game one in Milwaukee, one sixteen, one thirteen. Trey Young, who we were just talking about, goes for forty eight points and eleven assists in the win. Unbelievable performance by him. He had kind of struggled in uh, that game seven. Yeah, against Kevin the seventy sixers. Backpack. Exactly. He missed a lot of shots. I mean, he was you know creating, but and creating for his teammates, but. He'd missed a lot of threes. And now Trey Young comes back and has a huge game. You know, Trey Young's fantastic. It's really hard to root for a guy that is that ugly. You know, my dad said that before. Yeah. I. It's just... That's weird that you said that my dad said that. My dad was like, he's a great player and all, but he's an ugly kid. Yeah. And I was like, okay. I mean, you know. It's just hard. Stop it's hating hard, on my it's boy. hard to do it. Stop hating on my boy. No, but Trey Young, all jokes aside, obviously he's a great player. They've been on some run this postseason. The chemistry of this team is unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, that alley-oop to John Collins last night, and they had a couple other plays. 
Nate McMillan uh, deserves a lot of credit though he for does. what he's done. He's he took over in you know, like the first quarter of the season, and they were not a good team at all. They were struggling. Lloyd Pierce right. was the coach. They fired him. He takes over, and they went on an incredible run to get the five seed. But let let's talk about the Bucks because yeah. there's an insane amount of pressure here on Giannis and the Bucks, and. I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is either. And there's an insane amount of pressure on the Bucks, and I kind of feel like this is Giannis's best chance. Right. Because think about it. He's, he he's got to capitalize on it right he now. He has to capitalize on this. Brooklyn was banged up. He beat them. Great. Yeah, um, I don't know who's outside. I'm going to figure that out in a minute. But what was I talking about? Giannis. Giannis. Yeah. If he gets to the finals, and you know, let's just say it's the Clippers or somebody, and let's just say it's the oh, Clippers Jesus or somebody, Kawhi's out. Yeah, this is their best opportunity. LeBron's out, Durant's out. Every all the stars are. Out. I mean, all the supers, like all the big time superstars yeah. are out. Like, Curry's they out. Have to win here. I think this is. They have to get to the finals, and they have to win. Right, I agree. I mean, Giannis is. He's been. He's. He decided to stay in Milwaukee, and he was getting criticized for which he shouldn't have done. He should have not done that. Uh, I don't know. No, I mean, I, I'm not about. He that. did get a super max too. Okay, he gets that. Well, he can't get a super max if if you don't he, resign he with your gotten, team. Can't get a super max. He'll get a max. Not a super he would have got okay. Oh yeah, the four, the extra four yeah, million dollars well, yeah. for the extra year. Yeah, that would have really hurt him. Yeah, he would have just picked it up the next year. Um, yeah, you're right. The the Bucks need. The, there's no more excuses. I mean, they've had they they beat the Nets. You beat the hardest team. Now, then again, they were banged up, but you beat the Nets. You need to beat the Hawks. I mean, the Hawks have been a really good team. Like we said, they play with really good chemistry. They are young. They're exciting. But this is this is when you need to capitalize. And we keep saying capitalize now that we freaking said that. But I forgot that, the yeah. word, and now you're saying it. Um, I'm rooting for the Hawks. I'm not rooting for the Hawks. I'm rooting for the Hawks. I'm not rooting for Giannis. I don't like Giannis. I want to see him fail. I want him Why? to he's realize. He's not like a bad guy. No, he's not. I want him to realize this was a terrible decision. He would. Have, he should have went to Golden State. Oh. He should have went oh to Golden God. State. Oh, my God. No, he should not have gone to Golden State. Yes, he should have. He that would be like left. the ultimate rival story. Everybody, no. Nobody can go to Golden State anymore. He their should have went to Golden now. State. I love Steph Curry, but their time's over. Steph Curry should get out of Golden State, I think. I think he should go win somewhere else now. But that aside, like we said, they need to – this is when they need to win. Chris Middleton did not show up at all in game one. Drew yeah. Holiday showed up big after pl- not playing terrible. It's like Holiday and uh, Middleton are like going every other right now. Middleton played great game seven. Holiday played terrible. Now, game one of this series, Holiday great, wow. Middleton terrible. Drew Holiday did play great, 33 points, 10 assists. Yeah. Giannis played really good, too. And Drew Holiday plays great defense. Giannis was, a, is an, was an assist away from a triple-double. Yeah. He was really good. I mean, Giannis has been showing up. Ever since he uh, the beginning of that net series, he's been showing up every night. There's nobody outside of the We've been having a lot of fans pop up. A lot of fans pop up, yeah. People got our location. That's, you know, we got to take that yeah, off. We're famous now. We gotta start, you know, recording dis- discreetly. Yeah, not letting anybody know. But they st- again, they still have the location though. They can just yeah. come up whenever. Let's get a burner phone. You want a burner phone? Yeah. So just leave the phone, leave the location yeah, on. Yeah, let's get like two phones. Yeah. We'll, yeah, we're getting two mics. Let's get two phones. You think the Hawks are gonna win this series? No. Nah. You think you still think the Bucks? I think the Bucks are gonna win. I think it's gonna be in I, I six games. Did you say? What did you say the other night? I, I said I five. said. 
I said Bucks and five. I said Suns and five, and I said Bucks and five. Did I say both of them in five? I don't know. I, I said I know. I definitely know. I said Suns and five. I said Suns and five too. And the Suns are uh, making it a little interesting right They're now. They're making it a little. You want to talk Jay about Crowder them? for three? Bang! Bang. Seven point game or eight point game. You want to talk about them now? Let's talk about them now. All right, Clippers Suns happening right now. It's eighty nine eighty one with eight and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Wow, look at that run. The yeah the well the Clippers were just on a twenty one to three run. Yeah. And now the Suns in the last two minutes are on a ten zero run. To get themselves back in this game. Uh, Chris Paul back tonight. Which is huge. But the Clippers have just been playing so well. The Clippers have gone down 2-0 in every series. Yeah. and they Ty Lue's got like the record or something for most comebacks from a 2-0 in a playoff series. Does Ty Lue deserve credit here? I, I, think, he I think he does. Ha- I think he has to. And when you look at the Clippers over the past few years. Like they've had Doc Rivers. And we spoke about yeah. Doc Rivers on Tuesday night. Where he chokes... He does, yeah. And he's not very good in the playoffs. And now they've he's he Ty Lue's got this Clippers team in the conference finals right. and they're winning. They're not games. that different of a team. No. I mean, they don't have uh, Lou Williams anymore. They don't have Montrez Harrell, but they're it's not they their core guys are still there. They're winning games without their best player. They're close in games with a very good team. Let's just, they haven't won a game yet in the series. They might pull out game three here. But they play. They beat the number one seed without their best player in two games. The yeah. last two games, they've played the Suns close both games, and now here, obviously, it's impressive what they've done. And I think Ty Lue has to get some credit. And I think Paul George deserves some credit too. I mean, the he had PG, a, ter- a guy who had a terrible postseason last year. He's really stepped it up this year. The pandemic piece land has got to uh, stop. I mean, now, I funny, now but. he did give the game away with those free throws the other night, but. He still played really well. He's been showing up every night. I think it's um I think it was overblown. He wasn't good last season, but I no. think I think a lot of it got overblown. It was basically like a meme, but at the same time he he's it's he still wasn't putting up great numbers and wasn't playing well. No. I I, I think I just read something that said the black jerseys are not going to be Oh, really? Shot I don't know. Let me see. I got to read this tweet. It's a thread. But anyway, what else is happening? I mean, DeAndre Ayton is showing up. I think we said it last time. That play was incredible. That The pass by Crowder is what was really impressive. I, I mean, I didn't even realize what happened right away when he dunked it right in. It didn't even look like he made it. I was like, what happened? And I hear Mike Breen freaking out about it. It did. That really it did. was like a perfect play. It was play. a perfect pass because DeAndre Ayton barely dunked it. All he had to yeah, do he was just, just like basically tapped it in. He tapped it in. He like saw it in. Yeah. Because if he didn't tap it in, it would have been a violation. Because and was, try, uh, Jay Crowder can't shoot it, you know, obviously from out of bounds on an inbounds play. Right, and that was a great screen by Devin Booker on that inbound. All around, which is great. What did they call it? The Valley Oop. That was that's a great name. That is I a like great that. name. The uh, the Clippers up eleven now with six minutes to go. This is really a game of runs. One of our friends just texted us in our group chat. He said, uh, "There's nothing more dangerous than the Clippers down 2-0. I mean, he's that's a correct statement. That is literally a correct yeah. statement with how they have played so far this postseason. They go down 2-0 and they come back and they go on a crazy run. So this, I'm hoping this is they can make this interesting and get Kawhi back. If they get Kawhi, if they can win this game, they hold on to Game Three. They're down 2-1. They get Kawhi back. That could be scary yeah. for the Suns. That could be could. very scary for the Suns. Um, anything else we got today? No, that that's it. 
That's, That's all she wrap. wrote. Um, the Dallas Mavericks are closing in on hiring Jason Kidd as I a saw general that. manager. Oh, as a general manager? Yeah. Well, that's interesting. That's very interesting. He can't be a head coach, but he can be a general manager? Okay. Yeah, uh, definitely some interesting times over there. And hold on, I want to read this other tweet that I just saw from Woj. Let me find it. It's about a front office executive role. So, okay. So, the Mavericks are progressing on a deal with Nike's Nico Harrison to lead basketball operations. Wait. Hold on. Okay. So, the reports were that Jason Kidd was going to become general manager. I'll literally show you the tweet. And now they're changing in that... Hold on, let me read it. Now it's going to be Nico Harrison from Nike... He's going to come over and take over basketball operations for the Dallas Mavericks. And Jason Kidd is going to be hired as head coach. Let me just find the tweet here. I don't think Jason Kidd should be anywhere near a front Here we office. go. The Dallas Mavericks are closing in on hiring the, uh, on their new GM... I think he oh, just read the no, tweet wrong. I'm telling you, wrong. he was supposed to be I the head coach. I read the tweet wrong. Even so, I really don't think Jason Kidd, Jason Kidd is a good head coach. And every time I think of him as a head coach, I always, I always think of him in Brooklyn when he spilled the drink on purpose. You know what? You know what I read. This is what I read. Mark Cuban and soon-to-be-hired GM had in-depth discussions about coaching candidates. And I then read, and then I guess I read Jason Kidd in the beginning of that tweet instead of the end. And then I saw Dirk Davinsky has support in the room. Ah. That's how, I was also driving when I read it. Oh, you didn't pull over? No, I didn't pull over for this one. It wasn't that important. Okay, so that's on me. That's completely on me. So Jason Kidd is not going to be hired as a general manager. He is going to be hired as a head coach. And Nico Harrison from Nike is going to lead basketball operations. So that's very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, and we'll see if uh, Nico Harrison is going to trade Luka Doncic. And the Pacers hired Rick Carlisle. Yes, I saw four that. years, twenty nine million dollars, big contract. I like it. Yeah, I mean, Rick Carlisle's a respected head coach. He's a very good head coach. He left Dallas. He resigned. He had two years left on his deal. Very good. So I think that's going to do it here. That is going to do good it. Good episode. Uh, we will talk to you guys next week. Please send us questions, voicemails, and we will talk to you next week.